Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of The Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hello, good morning, good morning, good morning, and <laughs> oh, I'm so excited today. So we're going to always do what we always do, which is we begin with a prayer. I'm Jennifer Hadley. If you're new, welcome, welcome. I invite you to place your hand on your heart and take a breath of love and gratitude with me. Love and gratitude is our spiritual practice And we are grateful, grateful, grateful to open our hearts and minds right now to the power and the presence of perfect love living through us and as us. Taking this breath of love and gratitude, we open ourselves to know the truth that sets us free, to allow ourselves to remember the truth that we are already free, that we're already masterful, we're already Holy, And we don't have to prove it or do anything to make it more holy, more masterful, more perfect. We are already that. And we're claiming it. And we're sharing the benefits with everyone right now. In grace and in gratitude, we joyfully allow it to be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Well, I can hardly contain myself. Today, I have two guests on the show, and I am so excited to introduce you to them. They're both friends of mine, and they're both from the Agape International Spiritual Center community that I grew up in spiritually. So I went from Eric Butterworth in New York to Michael Beckwith in Los Angeles back in the 90s, and... It was at Agape that I met these two beautiful women who are going to join us right now, Rhonda Britton and Catherine Alice. Welcome to you both. Thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> Great to be with you. So excited. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So I'm just going to say a little bit about how uh, I met you both, which is uh, as a practitioner in training, uh, I met Rhonda Britton. We were working on a season for nonviolence at Agape back in 1997. It was, we were forming it really, bringing it, calling it into being back then. And Rhonda mm-hmm. and I were both on the steering committee, very involved. And so we got to know each other a little bit back then. And what I didn't know about Rhonda back then was that she was a, a very, dedicated student of A Course in Miracles, and that Course in Miracles had really helped her to awaken in her awareness to the truth, and then she took her Course in Miracles studies into the practitioner training at Agape, and then into the ministerial training, when her uh, book, Fearless Living, and her whole ministry came forth, her television ministry as as America's and really, I think, the world's favorite life coach ever on television. 
And uh, Catherine Alice was uh, a mentor to me in the crisis clinic at Agape when I was interning there, and and Catherine was in leadership there. So that's a bit of how I know you both, and we're both, all three of us are working on this project to bring forth these free classes at masterfulministry.com, masterfulministry.com, five classes that we're offering this week specifically designed for light workers teachers, parents, and powerful spiritual counselors, practitioners, life coaches, ministers, sharing some of the things that we have learned, because uh, we've learned a lot, and I have to say, sometimes I think for myself, I learned it the hard way, so that's why I love to share, <laughs> so other people can just, right, so they can take it up from where the, the where I've you know, crawled on my knees to get to, and, um, right, and um, so the two of you knew each other before I knew either of you, so uh, Catherine, will you just tell uh, how you met Rhonda and how you know Rhonda? Well, I think Rhonda and I, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Rhonda, it's been so long, we've known each other a long time, but... We both, yes. she was also working with the crisis support team and um, and spoke for us. And then we also worked in public relations. Rhonda and I both have a public relations background. So we were doing PR mm-hmm. for Agape. That's right. That's right. Aha. Uh-huh. So and, same thing. And Catherine, how long have you been a practitioner in the Agape community? I think it's around uh, over 15 years now. It's been a long time. Yeah, I graduated in 2000, and and you've been a practitioner as long as Catherine, Rhonda? I graduated, I believe, in 1997, so just a few years before you. Yeah. It seems like she was in the class ahead of us. Ah, okay. So Rhonda's the superstar. I am the oldest practitioner here. I am. Well, very apropos, too. So it's interesting because I reconnected with Rhonda last year. Uh, Holy Spirit is so good because I was in meditation and asking who are the teachers for the Living a Course in Miracles class in spring 2012. And Rhonda, your name and your face came in, and I hadn't talked to you in. I don't know, a dozen years. I don't know how long it had been. And I had no idea if you had ever even read A Course in Miracles. But Holy Spirit was like Rhonda Britton, Rhonda Britton. So uh, we tracked you down. And then our first conversation, you said, you know, I've been studying A Course in Miracles since when? uh, 88 or something? 88. 88. Yes, 88. I love, yeah. I didn't know that about you. Well, A Course in Miracles... You know, I remember so vividly in 88, 89, I, you know, I just, every single day, every single moment, I would listen to uh, Course in Miracles tapes. I would read Course in Miracles. You know, I went to Course in Miracles study groups. I went and heard Marianne Williamson. I listened to her tapes. I mean, I was very, very devoted. And it was one of the very first times in my life since, um, since I was, you know, a young girl that I was happy. And I'll never forget feeling so much in love with the world and feeling like I had so much love to share. I, I, I just remember just feeling this euphoric 
feeling of love and expression. And I just, you know, doing the course allows me to access love. Just allows me to access more love in my life and share more love. And I feel more loved. And I feel more love. Like I feel like I am more loved. So I'll never forget that, how, how, um, how the Course in Miracles really gave me an access point to feel love at a greater, to a greater degree than I probably had ever felt in my life. And it really, really changed me. And then I, would, I was going to Marianne Williamson lectures, you know, twice a week for years. And then when she quit lecturing, everyone said, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And they go, oh, you got to go to Agape. And I was like, Agape? And, and I was like, what? And um, so I went to Agape. And the first six times I went, I was like, oh, it's not Marianne in the course, you know, oh. And, and finally, like, the, but I kept going. I kept going. I wanted to be spiritually fed. And about the sixth time I went to Agape, I got it. I was like, oh, I get, okay, wait, okay, I get this. Oh, okay, wait, now, I get it now. So um, the combination of The Course in Miracles and Science of Mind and, of course, everything else I've studied um, just allows me to feel so much faith and so much freedom in my life and so much love. It is um, it is an amazing place to live from. It's an amazing place to live from. It. And I'm and I'm so excited to, to reconnect with you, Jennifer, because of your commitment to Course in Miracles. Whenever I'm around Jennifer, it's like I'm it's like it's like a Course in Miracles radio twenty four seven. So it's lovely <laughs> to be around somebody with that. It, it's true. It's true. It's like I'll say something and she'll be like, "Oh, Course in Miracles says," you know. And um, you know, I I love it because your commitment to Course in Miracles and seeing the world through those eyes is extraordinary and very, very hard to find, very rare to find somebody who is not only studying it but living it. Most people can study things, but they actually don't live it. And, and when I'm around you, I, I can just feel, hear, see, experience that you're putting what you know into practice. And it's just, it's just lovely to be connected with somebody to that high degree. So I'm thank you. Thank you for your practice. <laughs> well, I'm glad you find it lovely. <laughs> I because. do. I find it lovely and inspirational, and it and it and it supports me, and I love it. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that. That's the great thing, and that that was one of the things that uh, felt like part part of our topic today is having like minded friends and uh, real prayer partners. Because when I talk with the two of you, we've been through so much of the same kinds of things because we have powerful ministries in the world we have been willing to do something that it takes real self-love to do which is to stand up in front of people and say i love god so much i have to share about it i can't be still and i have to share my journey of falling down and suffering and learning the the ways of uh, of love through all the mistakes that I've made. I'm going to share that with you so we can all harvest more wisdom from it. And, uh, we, and we've both, all three of us have traveled around the world doing this, sharing publicly mm-hmm. and Rhonda so much on television and, and you too, Catherine, uh, teaching workshops and classes. And it, uh, it takes a, a willingness and a great amount of self-compassion to be that transparent in public. Don't you think, Catherine? 
Yeah, it does. It definitely does. <laughs> because you, and and I think we help them. We share our downfall and and the the challenges we have. It's so helpful to other people to know. Okay, we're teaching and we're not perfect either. We go through our challenges, and this is how we've applied it, and it really resonates. It's vulnerable, though, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, and a lot, I think a lot of light workers don't feel comfortable taking the steps that we've taken to share with others because deep inside they feel unworthy, they don't feel good enough. And mm-hmm. if you listen to that voice, it will always have fuel for the fire, you know, always. If you listen to the ego, it will always tell you you're not good enough, that something is wrong. So it's really about saying, look, I'm a human being, a spiritual being having a human experience, and in my humanness is my wholeness. I'm going to be willing to say this is a journey of remembering my divinity. So if I make mistakes I will be learning from them. It's not a sign that I'm stupid or bad or wrong and I should shut up. It's a sign that there's something more for me to learn. And I'm interested in remembering my divinity fully. So any little crumb that I can learn is helpful. And I'll share that with others. To me, that's how I transcend that ego voice that allows me to, in humility, share with others. Rhonda, you mm-hmm. yeah, and I you've, think that yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Jennifer. Uh, well, Sorry. I was just going to say, Rhonda, you've you've had more than six hundred episodes on television, and you know the cameras on you sixteen hours a day for months and years <laughs> yes. at a time. Like, and and yes, so yes. you you have learned about transparency, have you not? Absolutely, and I think transparency is is one of our greatest powers. Because when you're willing, when you are right with yourself, right, then nothing is off limits and you're willing to be of service. I'm willing to be of service to whatever is needed and necessary in the moment. So when I'm coaching, when I'm teaching, when I'm on TV, I I don't filter. Like I don't filter because I trust, I really, really trust that what I'm about to say is being called forth. I really, really believe that when I'm in a coaching session, whether it's on TV or in person or if I'm speaking, whatever I'm doing, I absolutely, before I get on that, before I go in front of that camera, before I go and speak to that audience, I literally say, you know, my life is God's life. You know, thy will be done. You know, I am I am here for you. Whatever needs to be said, be said. Whatever needs to be heard, be heard. Whatever needs to be embraced, be embraced, right? Whatever needs to be let go, let go, right? And whatever needs to, you know, whatever, however I need to say it, allow it to come through me in the way that can be heard, right? So, So when I'm when I am on, in that camera staring at me and I've got, you know, 3 million people watching me, you know, sweat, breathe, you know, whatever comes out of my mouth, I really, really believe and trust with the deepest, deepest part of me that whatever comes out is what needs to come out. So I don't filter and go, I don't know if this is going to sound right for TV. Can I say this? I, like I have none of that conversation. And I think that's the power of we being that transparency you talk about, that humility you talk about. Um, you know, when you're willing to really embrace and own that you are a vehicle for God, there is no more back and forth conversation. When you're being of service, you must be of service and you must be holy, you know, be holy willing. 
So I think that's what gives me the freedom. I tell people that's like the difference between me and other people, I think, because I have crossed that line and really believe that what I'm about to say is for them, and I don't even know what it's going to be. Uh, so my job is just to speak up to what's being what's being moving through me, and I got to tell you how freeing it is, and uh, and it allows me to build up my own faith and my own trust in my own life. So every time I do it, it cr- increases that connection, you know. And doesn't mean that afterwards I don't get you know like vulnerable or afterwards I'm like oh my god I can't believe I said that. Oh. You know, I have moments, but I also know that it I wouldn't have said it if it wasn't meant to be said. I I, I wouldn't have said it. And so, um, you know, yeah, being in, in front of 600, you know, 600 episodes of television and, and, and writing four books allows me that practice, 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 you know, a lot practice, practice, and more practice. And, you know, and I've also shared, as we all have, our most intimate journey. Um, and I've shared my intimate journey um, on the TV show, and I didn't know I was going to do it. And I have shared it in my books. I have shared it in speeches. And that intimate journey is the, the, the scary, horrific things that have happened to me in the past have, have given me, um, you know, our great comparison tools to from where I am now, where I am now to where I, where I was then. And Course in Miracles is critical to that path of me healing myself from my horrific past to my, you know, to my wonderful, amazing, glorious present where I get to have friends like you two. Like, how great <laughs> is that? Well, <laughs> you, you really walked that talk, Rhonda, and you've, you've, completely shared this with everyone. In fact, this is one of the classes that you're going to share with the Masterful Ministry classes we're doing this week. Uh, you can People can sign up at MasterfulMinistry.com. Right now, the site is down. We were hacked last night. Isn't it funny that people would <laughs> hack a site that's a free class for ministers and practitioners? But we were hacked last night, so we're, <laughs> we're redoing it. And we're also going to put a sign up on the uh, Spiritual Espresso fan page, my Spiritual Espresso fan page at uh, Facebook, so you'll be able to find it there too. But I want to say that for, for anyone who has lots of fear that they're dealing with and they feel overwhelmed by it, or even just a little fear, and you really are interested in living a fearless life, Rhonda Britton is a beautiful teacher of that. She knows exactly what she's talking about. She's written four books, and her first book, Fearless Living, is what many people have called, it's like A Course in Miracles Distilled or Light in Application to Living a Fearless Life. And Rhonda Britton's website is rhondabritton.com. And we are, yeah, we are... We're, it's time for us to go to a break. So I'm going to take this moment and let people go to RhondaBritton.com and learn about fearless living right there. You're listening to Jennifer Hadley, and my guests today are Rhonda Britton and Catherine Alice. And we are living the love and walking the talk on Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. 
Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and my guests today, Catherine Alice and Rhonda Britton, both spiritual practitioners from the Agape community. We went through all of that experience. Uh, Rhonda went through first and graduated, and then Catherine and myself. And since the 13, 14, 15 years since we graduated, each of us have built um, a teaching ministry that has a global following. And so we've joined together to offer five free classes for light workers, ministers, practitioners. And those classes are starting later this week and they'll be available for free for download. You can go and listen to them at your leisure or join us live this week at masterfulministry.com. And the site is down right now thanks to the hackers who hacked in last night. But it's also going to be posted on my Spiritual Espresso fan page at Facebook. So you'll you'll have it access to it there. It'll probably be back up later today. And people will be listening to this broadcast, as many do for years to come. And uh, one of the classes that we're going to offer is uh, Catherine is going to talk about maintaining balance and having a thriving practice and ministry. And, boy, you sure know about that, Catherine, after traveling around the world with your family, your kids, your husband, and your your practice teaching classes. So you have learned a lot. I, I wonder if you would just share with us, uh, when you got started, did you have any idea what was coming did you have any sense of what was coming in your i i really think of what you have as a ministry i think we all have a ministry right did you have have any sense of that any vision of that no it kind of i think like all of us it it i kind of got led one step at a time and um you know i was directing crisis support when the three of us started getting to know each other and, um, and out of that, I started specializing in issues of crisis. Love became a big topic. We had more people come in suicidal over the issues of love, heartbreak, uh, just all kinds of things. And so I started specializing in love. And then when I, had my, um, when I signed my book deal and my first best-selling book came out, Love Will Find You, I was pregnant. Like, I, I swear to you, I think I got pregnant the day I signed the book deal. <laughs> so I had to have a conversation with the publisher and with my agent and say, you know, I'm expecting a child. And so all along, I started having to juggle, like, getting bigger and bigger in my work with love and then also have this growing family because I've had two more children. I have four boys. I'm happily married. And so on my 25-city book tour, I've got this 10-month-old baby in my arms, and I had to bring people to help me who I'm nursing still. And uh, <laughs> So it's all along, it's been me having to, I guess, to balance between being a good wife, being a mom, and um, and also continuing my own ministry, working in love and heartbreak issues with people. So it's been an interesting journey. And I think they've spurred each other on, too. They've kind of inspired each other. Well, they say that we teach best what we need to learn. And I remember when I was working with you in the crisis clinic, when I was a practitioner intern at Agape, you were single then. I was single. (laughs) That's right. So I had to practice. I had to walk my talk even through dating, even through getting married, being a parent. 
uh, I was also very visible. And so it was kind of interesting dating in front of the, you know, the congregation and the, the people I was teaching too. That was interesting. So that's right. You've seen me go the whole way. <laughs> I know. And, and what's wonderful, too, is how long have you been married now? I've been married over a decade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And happily, I do walk my talk. So we're, we're very happy and very connected. And I think it probably helps my work in terms of bringing people to that, holding the torch that, that they could have a miracle in their life if they need it and have the, the love of their life, even if they feel very downtrodden or have almost given up hope. And you started focusing on that love and getting over the hurts of relationships in the past before you met your husband. I did. That was the first workshop I ever taught in love was releasing a person because so many people would be down on their knees. You know, you were talking about being down on your knees over trying to get over somebody. And it was super, there was crowds out the door. People were weeping through the whole thing. And yes, I was single. And so... I had to, you know, I had to know very deeply that my own love was coming at that time and that I could help people even before I was demonstrating my own love. So, yeah. That, that is one of the things that I think a lot of light workers don't feel qualified to teach that which really calls their heart because they think that there has to be more accomplishment in the world before they mm-hmm. can teach. Yeah. But all three of us have learned that wherever you are, there is someone that would love to hear what you have to share. Well, and, and oh my gosh, light workers are ahead of everybody. And so whoever you're ahead of, whoever you're um, beyond in terms of your knowledge, and your expertise, even if you're not there all the way, all those people can use your help. I always tell um, practitioners and light workers that when they're just starting, they've trained and they know a lot more than most people and can hold that torch even before they've completely manifested themselves. Absolutely. And um, I remember the first time I taught a workshop in my home and, you know, it's like, couldn't afford a place to get, so I had, you know, hey, come to my house, and I'm going to tell you about fear and love, and, you know, <laughs> 20 people, right, 20 people show up at my house, and, you know, I, you know, you know, I didn't know if I knew enough either. I, I think that's part of the willingness to walk out, right, your willingness to, you know, you're being nudged. Do you trust the nudge, or do you trust the voice of fear? You got to trust the nudge. And even though you don't feel qualified, that's, again, that's just the voice of fear. That's nice. But, you Mm -hmm. know, you don't listen, right? You just follow the nudge. And when you start speaking, the things that you're afraid to say because you're afraid they're not smart enough, good enough, brilliant enough, you know, wise enough, accomplished enough, successful enough, whatever. I remember feeling really embarrassed by my home because my home was a very, very old house and it was very dated. It wasn't, you know, uh, you know, it wasn't updated and, you know, it was just, you know, old tiles and, you know, just very, you know, just an older home. And I remember just feeling so embarrassed and having a conversation with God about uh, how am I going to have this workshop? This, this is so embarrassing to have people in my home. They're going to think I'm like, well, I don't want to be like her. Look at her. Look at the crappy house she lives in. I mean, you know, I had those thoughts. And I remember thinking to myself, I am, you know, I am being nudged by God to have a workshop in my home. And you don't get to decide, Rhonda, if your house is, you know, you know, uh, ugly, or you don't get to decide if, 
you know, whether to have it there. It's very clear that that's what you're supposed to do. And so you just do it, Rhonda. And so I was, I went through horrific embarrassment um, beforehand. And, and, and during, again, I was able to, you know, just talk and just be present and, you know, made my house as nice as I could. And then afterwards it was like, oh, my God, nobody cared. Nobody even brought it up. Like, you know, nobody brought up a Sunday. You have to redo your kitchen. Oh, by the way, the beer stuff's great, but this place is a dump. I mean, like, nobody said that, right? And, but, but when you're afraid of that, you're afraid, right? And, 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 and then I had a second workshop, right? And I thought, well, okay, I'll have it in my house, but I'm sure those people won't come back or invite people because, you know, my ugly house. And, and that's not ha- what happened at all. Like, nobody could care, right? They didn't care. But because we are so attached to human reality, right, we care, right, our ego cares. But when we listen to the nudge rather than what our ego says, what that fear-based voice says, um, we are going to be led. And if you trust that voice and follow that voice, even though you're scared to, even though you're nervous to, um, your ministry will unfold faster. I mean, in two years, from the moment I started my ministry to two years later, I was, I mean, I had hundreds and hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it really is deciding to follow that nudge at all costs because that is the voice of God. You were like a shooting star, Rhonda, like just the, <laughs> the, the speed with which you went. And that's a real key you're talking about, just that you followed the voice even when you had your insecurities coming up. You know, I have to do this. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, again, like I would have moments I'd be crying in my bed going, oh, no, 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 no. But I did it anyway, right? I did it anyway. <laughs> well, you know, I, I might be trying to leave, and I might be trying before you come, but, you know, I'm going to do it then. <laughs> it's true. I, it's true. I, I could remember times where I was going to be teaching, like, an all-day workshop or something, and that morning I had some horrible altercation with my boyfriend, and I'm thinking, just like, <laughs> I just wish the earth would open up and suck me in, you know, and, and, yes. and instead I get to get all dressed up and go and, and, and tell the truth, and tell the truth. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so many, uh, so many times I've had students who are stepping up and stepping out also, and they'll say, oh, I did this workshop, and it was an utter failure. And I say, what do you mean it was an utter failure? And they're like, well, there were only three people there. I'm like, three people? You had three people? I'm like, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. I, I, I have done workshops where I drove two hours to a church, you know, on Sunday morning, got That's up right. at 5 o'clock, drove down, packed a car up, drove down, sat through the church service and the lunch and everything to do a workshop after for one person. Like, didn't even That's make right. gas wow. money, yep. you know, on a love offering. That's right. And then two hours back right. home, you know, in heels. That's and right. you have to assume those people might have needed a private, and that's how they got it. <laughs> exactly. That's it. I always know this is for me. Exactly. This is yeah. for me. And, uh, or it's for yeah. me and the minister who's going to sit there and watch, you know. It's, there's something going on. <laughs> because divine order is all that there is. There's no, there's no all of a sudden, oh, everything is wrong and bad. Divine order is all that there is. And so... It's true. If we build it, they will come. But if we're building it so that we can make money or so that we can have 100 people and say, oh, I had 100 people or, oh, you know, there's. Or that it's I, perfect. 
Exactly. Then we're, we're building it to feed the ego and we might as well just shut that down right now and reboot to, I, I am here to learn. I'm here to learn and to extend love and share love. And mm-hmm. there's no other purpose for me doing this. This is for my, my learning. Yes. Yes. And I mean, I think that the opportunity we all have and, um, you know, I'm excited to, to share with lightworkers, ministers, practitioners, people who are on our journey with us that, um, that our heart, you know, that our heart, just like you say, Jennifer and Catherine, you know, you're, I think the three of us are so committed to love. All three of us are so committed to love. And it's like just being willing to commit yourself to love and the love of the mm-hmm. love of what the gift has been giving you, whatever that gift is. You know, Catherine's been given the gift of soulmate and heartbreak and love and, you know, having that companion near your side. And, and, and you know, she's so committed to soulmate. I mean, she's so committed to soulmate. I mean, when you're in Catherine's presence, you know, she is like, I feel him, I see him. I mean, she is committed. And you just feel her commitment and you and you get that wash over you and you feel committed then. It's like, you know, and that's the benefit of having people who have walked this path, you know, alongside you, before you, uh, intertwined with you, because you get the benefit of all their hard work. Like, I, that's what I feel like I give people. And I know Catherine does, I know you do, Jennifer, that we give people the benefit mm-hmm. of all our years of study and all our experiences and, you know, all our, all our trials and errors and all, like you said earlier, Jennifer, our mistakes. So, and we're so committed to love. And I think that we all have, I know for me, this has been a love journey. You know, my specialty is mastering emotional fears, that fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of success, those will be fears. Um, and, oh, wait, I just, you know, I just had this moment. Look at me. I'm a fear expert. Catherine's a love expert. Of course, miracles, fear versus love. Look at this. How great this is. And, um, um, you know, our willingness to really practice self-love and practice our willingness to surrender to love, giving and receiving, is, um, you know, is the way, is the way. And so following that nudges to me is, is following the love of God. Uh, for me, from me, you know, with him. And um, it's just such an amazing journey. And I'm just so grateful to walk with the two of you and I get to benefit from you. Um, hanging out with you has, has really enhanced my life. So I'm very grateful. Thank you. Oh, back at yeah, you. and likewise for me. Definitely. And, you know, as you're talking, Rhonda, I, what, what I am feeling and remembering is what I took from the practitioner training at Agape was that I was being trained to hold the high watch every minute of every day and never to let it fall. And so, of course, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 everybody lets it fall. You know, you know that the Dalai Lama has moments where he thinks, ugh, this is not so good. But, <laughs> you know, we just... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but... That's our human experience is to just say, okay, this is how I feel and my feelings are indicating that my thinking is off kilter and I can correct myself without uh, any shame or blame, but instead with joy. Oh, look, I I feel upset. I can correct myself and I have an option. I don't have to just feel upset. So that practitioner training to me, obviously, when I graduated – I did not have this pristine awareness, but I had an interest in cultivating that pristine awareness, and I had the tools to help me get there. And that, that for me, was 
the one of the greatest gifts of my life was really I caught that in the agape practitioner training that this was the goal to really be in that mm-hmm. pure consciousness of knowing the truth all the time and not giving myself permission to energize something less than the truth. Now, of course, we all find ourselves falling off the wagon, but we all get back on every day. Wait, Catherine, what did you? What was the primary thing that you took from the agape training? Well, for one thing, just that there's value in the journey. Even the lower levels that we go to, we're learning things. Um, but for me, it was the biggest shift you've ever seen because <laughs> I went in there reeling from a divorce, being fired from a job, um, even having to move, like just with nothing to everything. Uh, out of that training came everything that I have, including my job. For all of us, it became a career. And so <laughs> I was like a, a, star, a thirsty person in the desert. And so it just everything about it, being rooted in spiritual principle, learning that life really could be great and that you choose. You choose it by what you think, by what you do, and by how well you can line up with God, with the divine. So it was the biggest revelation I've ever had. Mm, that's a beautiful place for us oh, to, a- to, to take our break. Did you want to add something, Rhonda? Well, I'll just wait till after the break. Okay. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles. We're on Unity Online Radio. And my guests today are Rhonda Britton and Catherine Alice. Three, we're three practitioners from the Agape community, and we're sharing our journey. And we're getting ready for this five-class series that we're offering free to the lightworkers masterfulministry.com is where you can go to sign up and then join us live for these five free classes later this week we'll be right back daily word inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy prosperous and meaningful lives my mind and body are in an ongoing conversation My body responds to my thoughts, and my mind continually receives messages from my body, especially when something is out of order. However, I am more than mind and body. I am created in the image and likeness of God. I am first and foremost spirit. As I bring my spiritual awareness into the conversation between mind and body, I keep myself in balance. I know my body and its needs. I nurture it with food and water rest and exercise. I also send an affirmation of life and renewal to every cell of my being. With spirit-centered thoughts, words, and actions, I claim my true identity as a whole and healthy expression of God, mind, body, and spirit. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? 
Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and my guests today are Catherine Alice and Rhonda Britton, both successful practitioner, teacher, authors, counselors, coaches, and we are together, the three of us, offering five free classes for light workers, practitioners, teachers, parents, grandparents, ministers, anyone who is sharing this journey of living the love and uh, having a family or having a ministry, having uh, counseling clients, coaching clients. We're doing five free classes called Powerful Practice, Masterful Ministry, and the website is masterfulministry.com. Right now it seems to be hacked and it's down, but it'll be up soon. And you can also find uh, the tab on the Spiritual Espresso fan page at Facebook. You can look for me there and we'll be posting the sign up there on the fan page. And so in the time that we have left, I wanted to ask you each for someone who is, let's say you're uh, a minister or practitioner, a light worker like that, and you're feeling that you don't have uh, resources. You don't know how to build a following. Maybe you have something you'd like to teach or share and you feel compelled and you don't know how to begin. What? Where would you advise that people just start? Catherine, what would you say? I would say that the first thing has to be internal. I teach this process called inner marketing. And it's before you put out one word, about your whatever your ministry is, that you hang an internal open for business sign. And if we look at the, the examples of like Ernest Holmes, Joel Goldsmith, so many people, they would have lines out the door for their services only because they put their internal open for business sign. And so I would say, and this is how I work with people, and I know we all do, enter first. And so as you prepare yourself and think that you're worthy of it and you have a mission, to help people, and you do that work, the light goes on, and people may show up before you do anything at all on the outer. You know, that's that's absolutely been my experience, too, and I say the greatest marketing principle of all time is what Jesus shared when he said, if I be lifted up, I draw all unto me, 
And so when we focus on lifting our own attention and awareness, people will be drawn to that light. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. Rhonda, Rhonda, do you have anything to add to that? I I would just say, absolutely. I would say, you know, just say yes, just like Catherine and Jennifer are talking about. I like to I like to say yes to myself, you know, and I like to say yes to others. So I become a big giant yes. So, um, for instance, because for instance, when I first, you know, you know, I I started doing my pra- my mission, my practice, not because it was an idea for me technically. How it started, the seed of it starting, and eventually, of course, I said yes. But the seed of it starting was people coming up to me and saying, "How did I change my own life?" And I was really embarrassed and didn't, like, what? What do you want to know? What? You know, it was scary, right? And, but they kept on asking me. And so I kind of started sharing a little bit. And, and so, you know, I didn't have an, you know, open for business sign yet, but people started being attracted to me, except started asking me about what I do. It started asking me questions. And then I, as people started coming towards me, I then had to actually do the work of that internal sign saying yes inside of me. I had to do the work mm-hmm. saying, oh, my God, these people are coming. And I had to say yes that I'm willing. Am I willing to share? Am I willing to do? And, you know, uh, you know, being um, a, a, a God girl, I was like, yes. But I had to personally and emotionally do that internal work like you're talking about, Catherine and Jennifer, in order to get to the place of even being willing to, to speak to anybody um, because I again, I felt like, who am I to say this? How can I do this? You know, my life's not perfect. Yeah. You know, I got that old, I got that old kitchen. Remember, and how can I, you know, <laughs> help people? But it's, you know, it's it, it's the hum, it's the the willingness to just follow, like I said, follow the nudges. And you know, I started my business with zero money, like zero. I bought, um, okay, I'll say like sixteen dollars. I went to Office Depot, got a box of prefer, per, perforated business cards, put them through my printer. And, you know, that's what I did, right? That was my, that was my whole business plan. I did and that, too. And then the next thing I did is I got, right? And then the next thing I did is I got flyers that were pretty from Office Depot because back then they didn't, we didn't have all the stuff that we have on the computer today. So I got pretty stationary and I started putting flyers everywhere. And that was it. That's all I did. And, you know, uh, in the beginning and just started talking to people, you know. Um, and, and it really is when you're ready your students will appear, and, and even before you think you're ready, that's the thing. Even before you think you're ready, you just have to say yes. My job, my job is to say yes. Catherine's job is to say yes. Jennifer's job is to say yes. That's and that's your job is to say yes. You're you're so right. I I remember that there were people when I was in the even before I was in the practitioner training, but I was headed in that direction. People started coming up to me and saying, "When can I come to you for a session?" And I was like, oh, I don't even have, I not yet, you know, and they're like, I want to be the first client. Yeah. I want to, you know, and uh, I, when I went into the practitioner training, this was the, the, at Agape, they said, now don't even come into this training if you're just coming here to learn more about God. You only come in here if you really want to be a licensed practitioner and you want to be part of the ecclesiastical mm-hmm, body mm-hmm. and do all of that. And I just said, no, 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 you know, I just <laughs> said, too. I'm Me not too. listening to that. I, I'm yeah, going to go in too. and I don't care if I ever counsel That's anybody. Right. I'm not interested in counseling anybody. That's right. 
That, that's not that's, interesting that's to right. me. I want to be part of the ecclesiastical <laughs> body because I want to have that consciousness and be in service. And, you, you know, I'm just, I, I, I just lied and said, okay, yeah, I, I'm not going <laughs> to. Me too. <laughs> but I told God, I said. I had no if, desire. If you send the clients, I will see them. But And then, of course, God said, here they come. So, uh, <laughs> Catherine, what, if, if there's one thing that you would like to share here, um, and I, I know you, you, you're not a Course in Miracles student, but you uh, are definitely in line with the Course in Miracles. Right. Well, I quote it. It's quoted in my book. There's, there, there's so much good material, and I do recommend it often. It's not my background, but certainly I've done it and love it. And um, what I would say to anybody, I want to echo what Rhonda was saying just uh, when she said that, who am I to do this? I think we've all had that, but I have taught on every continent. I've taught all over the world, and I don't think people realize how much we are needed out there. There's mm-hmm. so many people who are just thirsty for for our services and the light that we bring to people's lives and the hope when they're having no hope and that it's more the question needs to be, who am I not to do this? It's yes. my training. I spent a lot of time becoming licensed, certified, doing this, and I have to shine my light. So that is my charge. And that's what I would like to convey to people listening. Mm, thank you. And Rhonda, one last thought. Um, yeah, one last thing. You know, whenever I'm asked that question, one last thing. This is this is always if if nobody heard anything I ever said in ever again and only heard this thought and took it to heart, I would be happy. And it is there's nothing wrong with you. It's just fear mm-hmm. telling you you can't do it and you're not enough. So there's nothing wrong with you. Please hear me. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just fear, and don't listen because fear doesn't get to decide your future. You do. You do be nudged by God, be nudged by intuition, by be nudged by that internal voice that is God itself. You get to decide your life. So don't listen. Don't listen to fear. Listen to God within. And that will always lead you to the greatest expression of who you're meant to be. Because I believe we're here to become who we were born to be. And my journey on this earth is to become who I was destined to become. And, and that, is my whole, that is my whole journey. And that is yours as well. So say yes, say yes, say yes. Thank you. And I will echo that. One of the things that I share all the time in my classes is if the ego says to you, you can't do it, you don't have what it takes. Oh, look, you were so mean and ugly back there. Who are you to say you're love and light now? You can't do it. It's not even possible for you to shut up and sit down. When the ego says that to you, just calmly Put your hand on your heart and turn and face the ego and say, in case you haven't noticed, I am doing this. I am awakening to the truth. It is happening now. And every time I fall down, I get back up and I am even closer to knowing the truth and awakening to love. So you have no facts. The facts are... I am doing it. It is happening now. So it's time for us to pray. I want to thank my guests, Rhonda Britton and Catherine Alice. Thank you, my sweet sisters, for joining me this week. And for joining me in Masterful Ministry, the Powerful Practice Masterful Ministry classes start on Thursday. And you can join us at MasterfulMinistry.com. With our hand on our heart, we say... 
Thank you, God, for giving us the truth that sets us free. We are grateful and thankful to accept it now fully as our life, and we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we allow it to be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you.